Welcome to the Literary Luminaries podcast. In this episode, I will choose some passages from chapters four to six of the Book of Chants by Sue Whiting and explain why I think these particular passages are important. The theme of this episode is If Characters Were Shapes. However, more on that later. My first passage is from page 35. I'll read it now. On the back seat beside me, Alec pulled down the collar of her tunic a smidge to reveal the top of her spotty tank underneath. I opened my backpack and showed her my new stripy notebook. Sounds weird, I know, but it was a bit of a ritual with Alec and me. I had a thing about stripes. I loved the straightness of them all heading in the right direction. But for Alec, it had always been spots. She loved their completeness. She said their wholeness was comforting. When we were younger, we'd argue about which was better. Alec would accuse my stripes of being too pointy, too sure of themselves. And I would accuse Alec's spots of being too soft and lacking in direction. It drove Mama and Mrs D up the wall. But ever since, I had rarely stepped out of the house without wearing or carrying something stripy. And Alec, something spotty. I chose this passage because I feel it gives us an early insight into the different characters of the two girls, Chance and Alec. Their choice of spots or stripes acts as a metaphor for aspects of their personality. We've already seen glimpses of how they respond differently to the same situation, but here the author gives us a visual metaphor. I am intrigued to know how she will build on these parts of their characters as the novel continues. Chance prefers stripes, with everything straight, ordered, and as the author describes it, heading in the right direction. Stripes have a precise formation, there are clear boundaries between them, and they never merge or meet, continuing in their order infinitely. Something is either right or wrong, black or white. There is no grey in Chance's life, and we see this in her response to Sarah Diego. She makes no attempt to understand why Sarah fabricates the story and the author conveys the strength of Chance's reaction by using verbs such as hissed, betrayed, angry, raging in the previous chapter. There is that beautiful line told by Chance where Alec accuses her stripes of being too pointy and too sure of themselves. I don't know about you, but that sounds like an almost perfect description of Chance's character at this point. In fashion history, stripes symbolise people who need to be contained such as prisoners or people who don't want to fit into society's rules. In art, stripes unite and divide in equal measure and are often used in hazard signs. Do you think chance could be considered a hazard? In musical terms, chance would sound like this. on the other hand, loves spots for their completeness and comfort. Spots have no defined lines or sharp edges. As we have already seen, she is much more flexible in her thinking and keeps a sense of proportion and balance that chance doesn't show. Alec comments that both what Sarah did and all the subsequent comments were equally wrong. She is moderate and well-rounded as a character, even if chance accuses her of being too soft and lacking direction. Historically, the circle represents harmony, balance and unity, 
which I believe are good adjectives to describe what we know of Alec's personality. Alec even uses circular language at times, saying on page 45 that all of the negative comments about Sarah just snowballed. In musical terms, Alec would sound like this. My second passage is from page 48. I'll read it now. Alec and I stared at each other. I was totally lost for words. One thing was for sure, though. I now knew where I stood in the matter of the Sarah Diego affair. Sarah was definitely not someone I wanted to be friends with any longer. She was never really one of us, Alex said, surprising me. I thought she liked our group of four. She was funny with all those impersonations, but think about it. She always did them so loud, like she was trying to get everyone to hear her. You think she was using us? I asked. Yep, I do. Didn't you notice how whenever you talked to her, she was always looking over your shoulder to see who else was around? She didn't care about us. She was just waiting for Jacinta and Sylvia and that lot to notice her. Now that I thought about it, Alec was right. How hadn't I seen it? This passage gives further insight into the differences between the two girls. Alec, perhaps because of her quieter nature, notices things that Chance doesn't. Chance asks herself why, and so I in turn asked myself why Alec notices but Chance doesn't, and how this might be tied into the metaphors I described in passage one. Chance's thinking is so black and white, in or out, that she fails to notice other less obvious signs that Sarah is in their group, but only sort of. She is so busy marching forwards in the direction of her stripes that she fails to notice. Alec, with her supposed lack of direction, has the time to notice. I am intrigued to see if the author will develop this difference as well. Will Alec continue to notice events, signals and emotions that are missed by others? My next passage is from page 54. I'll read it now. I felt my face turn red. The unfairness of what Mama was saying niggled at me, inflaming my anger at Sarah again. Why wasn't she being punished for posting such a terrible lie? She wasn't innocent in all this. I slid Teague's to the floor, got my phone from my room and scrolled down to Sarah's text. This is how mean she is. She doesn't care, I said, handing the phone to Mama. Mama read the text and shook her head. Sounds to me like a young girl who was hurting and feeling let down by her friends. I think you should try to reach out to her and see if you can make amends. Show some grace, some kindness. Grace and kindness were hard to deliver to someone who thinks you're a stalker and a loser. Why was Mama taking Sarah's side too? In this passage, Chance shows us again that she sees things in sides, which relates to lines. These terms are often used in war when someone takes sides and then draws battle lines. Chance uses words such as innocent, fairness and punishment, all of which are very strong words for what is a minor incident. These words are often used in legal contexts and they represent very complex ideas. Again, the strength of Chance's reaction is surprising. 
we get a visual image of her face going red with anger and then the author uses the verbs niggled and inflaming. Again, we see there is no balanced chance's position. Last time it was Alec who was urging moderation. This time it is her mum presenting a balanced view. Either way, Chance is having none of it. I'm left wondering why Chance has such a strong reaction to what is a minor incident. Is it because she has a sense of something being not quite right in her own life? My final passage is from page 58. I'll read it now. My skin pimpled and a shiver ran right down my spine. I loved the sound of Dinka singing, joyous and round and rhythmic. It stirred something deep inside me and I longed to slip across and sit on the woven mats and join them, like I often did at dang gatherings. But that wasn't allowed. Not tonight. That wasn't my job. My job was to keep Mama away, away and occupied so she wouldn't go next door and stick her nose where it definitely wasn't wanted. But it was the first time in my whole life that I felt as if there was a chasm between our houses, one that tonight I wasn't permitted to cross. It was a sign of things to come. Here we read Chance's description of Dinka singing as joyous, round and rhythmic. We read that it has a profound effect on Chance, giving her goosebumps and making her spine tingle. Here is some Dinka singing. More of that later. The author peppers the text with shapes. Here again we have another shape round or circular, this time used in reference to Alec's family and culture. What of chance? She has been brought up in white Australian culture. In the contrast between the two families, chance's non-religious English-speaking family of two, compared with the Deng's large bilingual religious family, I believe the author is asking us to consider how and why the girls are so different and how much our culture shapes us. They live in the same types of houses, go to the same schools, but they could not be more different. Is Alec who she is because she comes from a large family with long meetings to discuss problems and where religion is part of her family life? We already know that Mr D and the children are refugees, so how can they be joyous? Having gone through much hardship to arrive and become citizens in Australia, why isn't Alec the one who is angry? Alec shows us that she has a much more tolerant and nuanced understanding of the conduct of other people, perhaps because she has learned that issues are complex. Does Alec like spots because her culture is round and rhythmic? A simile of rhythmic for me in this case is even, which is how I would describe Alex's character as even-tempered. We don't see her being angry, betrayed or inflamed, nor seeking punishment. What does the character of Chance tell us about white Australian culture? All of which leaves me wondering, if you were to choose a shape to describe your character, what would it be? I'm going to close the episode with some more Dinka singing. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Oh,